Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone, and you're watching the Super Fantasy Bros Podcast. One hour of commercial-free podcasting starts now. Enjoy the show. Hey, it's on. All right, welcome back to the Super Fantasy Bros Podcast. We are here with the usual crew and special guest, Geek Mill, also known as Jeff. Jeff is the host of the Fantasy Futurist podcast and a super active member in the fantasy football community. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Appreciate you making some time to come on today. Love to see it. Uh, Today, we will get to know Jeff a bit, and then we will break down the Cincinnati Bengals and Jeff's Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's get right into it, Jeff. Tell us a bit about the Fantasy Futurist podcast and what it means to be a futurist. Oh, man. Well, first, thank you all for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Uh, Sean and T-God, you guys were on the, the, the podcast last season. I appreciate that, too. It's just been much love, and I'm finally glad I can, uh, you know, slide through here and just, you know, talk some football with you guys. So, uh, but the Fantasy Futures podcast for me uh, just really kind of started as it is for everybody. It's a big hobby, and it was a hobby of mine, and again, turned into a passion of mine. Uh, fantasy football and um, uh, the podcast, I was just kind of on a whim thinking, you know, I'm in Greenland's community, I'm becoming more active, might as well try to try this on a whim and see how it goes. So uh put out a season last year, about 13 or so episodes. Uh, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was fun. I mean, it was just fun getting to like know different folks and the welcoming aspect of majority of the community has been has been fantastic so um but yeah I, on a whim started the podcast and it was kind of post a car accident that i had in 2020 that i was still recovering from but it, it served as a little bit of a kind of a recovery aspect for me and uh, some you know trauma therapy for me to just you know put myself out there and try different things write scripts uh meet different folks in the community and i mean just talk about football man i mean just the, the yeah. love for it so uh, now it's a it's a community. We have a Discord. Uh, we're focused on you know engaging and recruiting other futurists. We're not quite a cult like situation, <laughs> but you know uh, we just like to be a collective of collective of folks that enjoy football, enjoy fantasy football, really try to win our leagues. So that's what we do in our Discord a lot is just talk a lot about trades and different news that's going on and. You know, it's expanding now into a little bit of a baseball and some of the members have started a, another kind of community from that with uh, spit and seeds. Uh, so it, it's it's really been awesome to, you know, embark on this journey and, and jump into the and use the podcast as my vehicle to show, you know, my passion for the hobby. So and hey, I got to meet you guys. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. bonus. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. If you haven't checked out his podcast, definitely do that after uh, we finish up here today. Uh, and as a member of his Discord, I would definitely recommend joining that as well. Yeah, the community there. I don't think there's a fantasy Twitter account that doesn't follow you. I think <laughs> I, I get recommended tons of accounts every day that you at least follow or you interact with in some way. So, like, you are like probably the most well known. Oh, well, thanks. I, I mean, it's just, you know, I just kind of threw myself in there. And the, the fact that I was actually really welcomed and just like invited into different chats and communities and leagues and, uh, you know, getting involved with Scott Fish and Warrior Bowl uh, this, you know, last two years has been amazing. Yeah. They're great, uh, you know, charitable leagues and meeting some folks in, in there has been phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're all, I think, again, we're all collective community. We come yep. together to try to win fantasy football because we love it so much. And, uh, you know, 
um, it, I'd like to kind of give back as much as I, you know, I've gotten in regards to that, that, that love there. So, uh, yeah. Um, just appreciate it. You guys yeah. just, you know, falling and, and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. so how long have you been playing fantasy football and how many leagues do you play in? Um, so this is funny cause this will actually tie into the futurist aspect of the podcast. So in 2014, uh, I joined a long-running group, a long-running league for uh, some hometown friends. It was actually a memorial league to our friend's dad, um, who had passed away, uh, and he was in the league for numerous years. But anyway, uh, just started off just joining the league and just kind of getting to know what fantasy football was about. I think my one of my first draft picks, and it just sticks out my my mind because it was just so bad, was Jay Ajayi, and. Um, <laughs> And I just, I, and he was a keeper league too. So I was like, oh, I'll just hang on to him. He's going to be, he's going to, he's going to blossom here real soon, you know? But anyway, uh, so yeah, League of Friends. Uh, and since then, it's just kind of steadily grown. I've just joined different formats. Like uh, I was just in Yahoo for a while. Then I did Yahoo and ESPN. Then Sleeper came along, uh, NFL now. Um, so, you know, just underdog as well. Just trying to get and jump into different leagues. Yeah. Now, uh, and so, oh, wait, so in that league previously, uh, in that friend's league, you know, I started to actually win a little bit and a friend of mine was like, man, he was big into like magic, the card game. So he called me like a, a, a future seeker or like a futurist type of plug card or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, during one of our chats and it's just like, dude, you just, what, what the hell you just see this sh- like well ahead of everybody else. And I, I just kind of thought it was like a fun thing to put in the title and then i just kind of looked at it. it's like that's what we all do we look at a collection of information and data in the present to make predictions into the future and forecast what we think is going to happen yeah with some of these players and uh you know you know i, I just kind of you know, obviously the alliteration with the podcast there kind of fit so i kind of ran with it and put it into the podcast kind of as homage to how i got into fantasy so um now i'm i just did a count right before this this uh, stream, I think I'm around 65. Weeks. Oh my Jeez. goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, really. It's not, and a majority of all in sleepers, so I just kind of like coerce them down. And a lot Jesus. of them are dynasties. A lot of them are dynasties. So I just kind of like go through each one, and um, I start to build trends of certain players that you know through yeah. through all of them. So it's it becomes a lot more manageable, especially for dynasty. Now, draft, I just, I'll have some leagues, a lot of leagues, and I'm joining more than I would like to do, like, more annually, especially if they have a charitable aspect to them, but, yeah, um, yeah 60, yeah, and that's down from last year. I think it was about 90. I think my brain would explode. <laughs> so, I play in, like, 10, and it's so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned my lesson in in the hardest way last year. But uh, even the, you know, even now, I'm just kind of like starting like when I get invites or like even if I've seen like there's not a lot of action going on here, I'm just like weeding them out a little bit. Uh, yeah, that makes because sense. Because a lot of them are just kind of randoms that I just joined just because I love to play the game and study yeah. how people other people interact and make trades and and play this game too. Definitely. So. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get into more of a football aspect of this. So do you have a ride or die this year for fantasy? Or in other words, one player you're trying to get in every league, no matter what? Well, would you imagine out of the 65 leagues, I might have one or two that carry over. So uh, the one I have many that I'm just really excited about. Michael Pittman stands out immediately to yes, me. Yes, sir. Oh, I am hype for the Matt Ryan to Michael Pittman connection. And so that's one I would say. One I think that's getting slept on a little bit is that it could be a ride or die for teams is Ezekiel Elliott and what this Dallas Cowboys team is going to actually be as a whole and just 
not that the Eagles aren't going to do great, okay? I think the offense <laughs> is going to be phenomenal. But I think the Dallas Cowboys are just have basically the, the, the rule of this division. And if they can come out with Dak and really stake that claim, uh, the defense is phenomenal as well. Yeah, defense has pretty, been pretty solid. So I, I think Zeke will be uh, kind of slept on, but I think he could be like a league winner for a lot of people. But I'll say this. I, I started going through these leagues. I looked at the teams. Rashad Bateman is on pretty much all of these teams. And I don't know if I, that's just happenstance or how I've drafted, but he's always just came, kind of been around an area where I've drafted in leagues where yeah, okay. I could um, I could like forego him and get him on a, uh, on, on the coming back because so many people are still passing on him in that offense as a whole in the passing aspect. Um, but his value just is so good. And he's going to be, he's going to, he's the wide receiver one there. He has the talent. He, it, it all does depend on Lamar Jackson, but I, I've put a lot of uh, stake into him. So I think he's going to be, uh, in my belief in what this offense can be and how they're going to translate all these vacated targets. I think they're like in top four, top four teams and vacated targets as a whole. So uh, we know what Marquise Brown leaving. I think Rashad Bateman's going to be fantastic. So he's, uh, he's my ride or die. Love that. Love that Love for it. sure. We just talked about uh, Rashad Bateman last episode as well. And I think yeah. we're all, Decently high on them. Some of us maybe no. not as high as others. Not T gods. Not me. But, no. but I'm a big prove me wrong. Baby. I would love for you to prove me wrong. He will. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. He'll get his chance. I mean, he's it's it. I mean, Mark Andrews will not finish it will not be another year like that. Although he's <laughs> just starting off, I think. I don't think he can have another year at that level, uh, in my in my opinion. But so there's just gonna have to be some diversity in his offense. There's not going to be any running game. J.K. Dobbins won't even get there yet until uh, probably late in the season. It seems like with the first six weeks, he might start on the pup list. But anyway. Disrespect to Devin Duvernay. Oh, my oh, God. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I am a Devin Duvernay truther. I have been since he's gotten to league. And I think he's carved his way into a role, really, with being a good special teamer. He's made uh, improvements in his game. I, I love him This as a great <laughs> dynasty staff. Yo, Devin, Devin Duvernay for sure. <laughs> yeah, Devin Duvernay, definitely an interesting piece this year. Uh, but for the opposite of your ride or die, is there any yeah. player you're pretty much avoiding in every league this year? Yeah, this was hard just because I, I really like, I gravitate towards a lot of players. But I mean, right now, I mean, Kansas City has an offense. I'm just really not high on. So like Travis Kelsey and, and is one of the ones I'm just like, in that tight end debacle, you know, how do you go early? What do you do? I, there's just so many other options there. And I know that I'm going to get, I would probably get hounded for this just because who else are you going to target in that offense? Of course, Egypt. but I just, uh, for me, I just dynasty wise, I'm out. Uh, I, I, I've, I think I've last year was my last year of like holding on to Travis Kelsey to kind of readily produce, you know, and I, it, it even paid off, but I, I uh, him, I'm kind of out on and just like Kansas city, I, you know, have no interest in the running backs at all. Um, that, that, I think that can't, that, that offense is uh, kind of in just like a weird mode. Juju's yeah. kind of interesting where his value is, and he might just sneak into there with some, like uh, a lot of maybe some end zone play where he has that slot uh, capability. Um, but yeah, Kansas City for me, is just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jumping into. Yeah. I like that. I like that Travis Kelsey take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like you've yeah. been taking notes from Q here. <laughs> oh yeah, he was calling for their downfall all last year, and he yeah. was somewhat right, I guess. But yeah, they're, yeah. They're, it was tiring for them to go, you know, through that what two and a half seasons, basically three seasons of just 
going hard. So yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. They, yeah. So it's kind of like, let's just let them uh, simmer for now and see where they go. And, and Mahomes has a bright future, of course. So we'll see. Not as bright as my boy, though. Justin what? Herbert, the best quarterback <laughs> in the league. Oh, yes. Okay. The best. Yes, Q. He's been on that bandwagon for a while also. I love it. Love One it. last question before we get into some uh, news as well as the Bengals and the Steelers. What is your hottest take for this upcoming NFL season? I have uh, I have one that might not be so hot, and then just a, a rookie hot take. Okay. So I think Michael Parsons is going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. Okay. Um, I, like I don't know that. how hot that is, though. You know what I mean? Like, not scorching, but a little bit scorching. scorching. <laughs> you know, Aaron Donald's still out there. Yeah. I mean – the, the, the crop is immense. Uh, there's a ton of rookie talent with this, with this draft pool, but uh, so I, I, I'm bankable. I'm banking cash that in that direction. I think Tyler Algier is going to be the rook, offensive rookie of the year. All right, there we go. So let's go with that opportunity. The offense and the quarterbacks themselves lean towards like run heavy, similar to maybe what Baltimore is going to try to or has been doing pretty much because they don't know what really where that offense is going to be. Cal Pitts probably might be the most attractive receiving option there, but I think it's just a mishmash of like who's going to take the, the role there. Cordell, Cordell Patterson, although I've, I haven't like bought into him too much, but uh, I and I do appreciate what he and I value what he did last year. I just I'm thinking that what I saw at BYU with Tyler Algier, I already thought he could come in and be a serviceable backup, but now he has an opportunity to just take it over immensely. He's, he's, he has a durability factor. I think he won't hit that rookie wall as soon as a lot of them do. And I think he, if they can manage to get into goal line situations, I think that's where he'll really take hold. So Tyler Algier, offensive rookie of the year. We were, right. <laughs> uh, we were pretty split uh, when we talked about the Falcons a couple of weeks ago on Cordell Patterson as a whole. So I, I was on the side of Algier taking away some, some carries as well. So I like that take cool. personally. All right. So yeah, let's get questions. In, let's, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's get into some big news. As we saw, the Browns traded Baker Mayfield the day after we talked about the Browns. Yep, we spoke uh, it into existence. We definitely did. <laughs> they finally made this move, sent him to the Panthers. What does this mean for the Browns quarterback situation, and what does this mean for the Panthers as a whole? Me G to the Browns. Who? Jimmy G. Oh, Jimmy G. Oh, Jimmy G. Mm. I don't know if I could see that happening. <laughs> All neither. the options are stinky for the Browns. Cooper, I still think that he'll be all right, but Jacoby Brissett, I'm not really trusting him. Definitely not starting him or drafting him or anything fantasy relevant, though. Yeah. 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 No matter who that quarterback was, I wasn't seeing much hope in that Browns offense, regardless, really outside of the running backs. Yeah. It's pretty much the running backs. Unfortunately for Amari Cooper, the quarterback's probably going to be still undecided until they get closer to the season and once finally the suspension news or whatever comes out. Yeah. So that's just tough for the Browns right now. If it is Brissett, I don't think it's that big of a downgrade from what Baker was going to do. I think it's a little bit of a downgrade and the offense is going to downgrade a little bit, but as a whole, this team's going to run the ball and try and play good defense. So passing passing offense isn't going to be too involved, but I do think for the Panthers, if Baker Mayfield wins the starting job, which it is an open competition, I do think it helps DJ Moore a little bit. Do you? Not, Not like, next level like dj moore is going to go from wide receiver 12 to wide receiver one but i do think <laughs> it, he might move up a couple spots get a little, little bit more volume and a little bit he- healthier targets from baker rather than darnold 
I hope I Sam Darnold wins. Have a better <laughs> this year. Last year, it's like he fell off the face of the earth, and he just wasn't productive at all with Sam Darnold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam yeah. Darnold top 12, Matt? He, you know, for the first six weeks, he was. <laughs> first three, I think. <laughs> Every week. The first couple of weeks, Matt, that was a great take. And then uh, kind of fell off the, yeah. the cliff there. Yeah, top 12 <laughs> running back. I couldn't abandon him that soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Baker on the Panthers. I'm definitely excited to see how this quarterback competition shakes out. It's going to be interesting there. I wouldn't be shocked if Matt Rule decides to run a quarterback carousel again and has no idea who to start if Baker comes out week one and throws a couple picks. So yeah, I was that's a that's a great thought because that's exactly what we saw what last year with you know the in and outs. I don't, he just doesn't have a grasp of what he wants yet. I don't think for that offense and hasn't had the cute quarterback to kind of center around it. You know, yeah. so uh, I'm rooting for Baker. This is the best type of Baker. You know that they're going to get like chip on my shoulder i'm coming in to prove point they have clean like early in the season i believe right uh something along there they're gonna be facing one yeah okay that's what i thought of week one so come on i mean i think he comes and really just wins this out and they figured what they're gonna do with sam darnold for for the browns though i actually am interested more so now in like david and joku and maybe even harrison bryant okay uh you Especially with Jacoby, well, Jacoby's, you know, if there's not a lengthy, uh, if there's, well, suspension, whatever, but Jacoby Brissett can dunk it off. And I think that, like you said, they're going to try to play good defense, run the ball, try to play the possession game and dump off to these tight ends. So maybe in Joku a little bit more than Harrison, Brian, obviously, but yeah, uh, yeah uh, I, I would buy a little bit more into David Joku now. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Definitely would agree with that, too. All right, let's move on to the Bengals. We'll start with the Bengals, and then we'll move on to Jeff Steelers. First question I have for you guys, the reigning Super Bowl runner-ups seem to be running it back with a lot of the same successful pieces from last season. Starting at quarterback, Joe Burrow is currently being drafted as QB 6th, 59th overall. Is that too high for you, just right, too low? What do you guys think? I think it's just right. Am I crazy for that? I actually haven't ranked. I don't know if I'm four. all in on Joe four? Burrow. Four, four. I don't know. I don't know if I could be that high on him. Personally. I think I, I'll move. I'd have to move him back a little bit. I don't know what I was thinking when I thought four, but look at look at what he has. Yeah, I mean he Matt, actually has the weapons. Matt, I'm just going to just going to say if you want your bold take to be right, you need to believe in Burrow. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I think he's frozen. <laughs> he's so frozen. I hope he heard me. <laughs> He linked himself to from his by his hot pick and he like you know uh, into that. But yeah, I actually I th- I have him at three. I have him at three. Oh wow! I, yeah, wow. I have him at three. So I'm actually pretty yeah I'm pretty confident in him still. Um, again, but you're returning all the pieces plus your O line is reinforced. Yeah. Finally, and you maybe not won't have to take a billion sacks, uh, which he didn't. You know that was helped last year. That's why they got to the Super Bowl. But still that just bolsters that whole entire offense for me. And um, I think that's like just right to me. Like when you're in a single QB league and yeah, that's just about right for me. You know, if I had to do that, but now I'm a little bit more, obviously I want to go get him, but uh, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I may be a little biased towards the quarterbacks that can run. I have them at eight personally, so I'm a little bit lower than six, yeah. uh, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't look at you crazy if you're taking Joe Burrow at six there. I think that's a a relatively safe spot for him, especially with like the weapons he has. He's going to put up numbers. It's just a matter of, is he going to be consistent every game? Mm -hmm. 
it sounds like to me, I've just heard this debate of like that running aspect. Like, so you talked about Lamar Jackson, obviously last, last stream, but and versus like the just slinging. And I've just heard seeing a lot of people more like just going for the people that the quarterbacks that sling it, you know, as yeah. opposed to like banking on the fact that, you know, Jackson's going to be able, or Jalen Hurts is, or even Prescott's going to run and give them enough value to, you know, put them over their edge on that. So I don't know if that's affecting this particularly. Um, maybe, maybe not. I just, that's something I've just noticed as well, just in, through my drafting and uh, the, the feel overall on fantasy Twitter. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. the running quarterbacks have more upside because they have that aspect that they can run, but I, I kind of feel that way too, where I would just take the guy that can sling it like the Matt Stafford. I might take him over Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. just because he can throw it better than Lamar Jackson on top yeah. of having better weapons. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next question. Joe Mixon finished as running back for last year. Are you trusting him again as a top five running back? Or do you think he's closer to RB 12 than top five? Top five, Sean. I know you want to hear me say it. I'll just say it. Top five. Let's go. Yes, top five, for sure. I mean, like Jeff said, they rejuvenated that offensive line. The offense was already so high powered. It's hard to really stack the box against this offense because they have three great wide receivers. So, I mean, there's just all the room in the world for Mixon to do his thing. Yeah, and I also think P. Ryan is closer to his way out than he is to oh, yeah, still stealing some of those third down. Surely that, surely. Yeah. So, I think Mixon's going to be just fine. I'm definitely taking him as a top five running back as well. The amount of touches he was averaging per game was insane. Like, he'd reach, like, 30 carries, close to 30 carries every game and almost yeah. touchdown every game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I did mention the Bengals running it back but they did add a new tight end, Hayden Hurst. Is he going to have any value in this thriving pass? Don't offense? forget about him. Dude, same value as Uzama, where he had like that one random crazy 30-point game. And yeah, that's how Cass would call it. I, yeah. played him, I played him that week, too, while I started him. Yeah. He broke the waiver system after that for tight end. <laughs> yeah. Literally, because it was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm – no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm staying away from Hayden Hurst. I don't think he's going to have much value. Um, I think bring back Tyler one off games. <laughs> yeah. Hope he's doing all right. Hope he's healthy. That was like their last good tight end. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, really. All right. Let's do some cap or no cap. Jeff, first time yeah. doing it, but I've, I've definitely seen you do it in the chat for sure. So it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know how to play. <laughs> Uh, cap or no cap, Jamar Chase has the potential to be the number one wide receiver this season in fantasy. Easy, no cap. No cap. No cap. No cap. Uh-huh. Yeah. No yeah. cap. Clean yeah. sweep. Come on now. Yeah. I think this it's easy. you putting up a lot of yards and a lot of points on the board, and it's going to be mostly through uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that as well. Speaking of T. Higgins, cap yeah, or yeah. no cap. He's being overdrafted right now as wide receiver 12, 33rd overall. Yeah, absolute no cap. Why the fuck is he being drafted so high? That is kind yeah. of insane. I didn't Insanely think that high. high at 12. High. I have him at 13, okay. so I don't I think it's cap. What like, I think the hell? What I'm am I missing? <laughs> I just think like he is nice. I just I'm, think T is nearly on that same level. And there's games where T is taking over, and there's games where Jamar is going to take over. So I think T is going to be a little bit higher this year for sure i think he missed a couple games last year that knocked his rank down a bit from what he was actually gonna be on pace for so i don't know i like t higgins a lot this year 
And I think Jamar's going to draw a lot more double teams this year as well. So T. Higgins is going to kind of have free roam on the opposite side of the field to just go against a backup cornerback and just eat him alive. What are you going to say, T-Guts? I was going to say he missed three games and he finished wide receiver 24. So, I mean, I guess that's close to 12. I mean, Mm. but I still think 12's a little too high. 15. Like Sean said, there's going to be games where it's just like, all Jamar. Yeah. Definitely. Like his 200 yard, what, three touchdown game that he had or something yeah. like that. There's definitely going to be games where you're like, T. Higgins got me six points, the stinks. But I think more often than not, he's going to be involved in this offense in some way, shape, or form. Uh, last cap or no cap, Tyler Boyd is being slept on at his current ADP of wide receiver 51 after finishing wide receiver 31 last season, including double digit points in six of his last seven games. Boy, no cap. Definitely no cap. Being slept on completely. He's one of my favorite, you know, late round at that point, even maybe well before, well before, because I just go for him. Um, I I think they'll they'll be able to spread this ball a little bit around it. And when Jamar Chase is being doubled, and maybe they're going to have to lean on the run a little bit more in some games, especially in the AFC North. I think Tyler Boyd comes into uh, effect there as that, like, sporadic deep play. Uh, he can run across the middle. He, uh, he's been reliable. So he's one of my favorite late round flyers, but reliable flyers. I mean, he's going to be able to just sit in a flex spot uh, all season and you you could rely, rely on him, I think. so. I strongly agree. Yeah, I would agree with that he's as well. He's proved himself before. He's and just him not a number three ahead. on the team. I feel like it hurts him a little bit, but like Jeff said, he's going to get his opportunities. Mm hmm. Yeah, I just think he's just not a sexy name because the guys ahead of him are so talked about, loved. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd's falling behind in the like the grand scheme of things. I think he's definitely being slept on for sure. All right, let's do some bold takes for the Bengals. Q, start us off. What do you got? Uh, kind of a more general take to the division, but I think that every starting running back in this division finishes top 12. Uh, Mixon, Chubb, Najee, and... Uh, JK. Yeah, JK. JK um, JK. Which will be the only division that has four top 12 running backs. Um, but more specifically to the, the Bengals, I think, I mean, I'm targeting Mixon over Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, CMC, and Najee due to the volume that I saw last year. And there's a health concerns with all those guys I just named. So Mixon, I never thought I would be as in love with Mixon as I was previously. But yeah, I like Mixon a lot more than all those guys this year. Love to see you guys coming around to the mixing train. Love. To see right, all right, all right. Let it go, right. dude. <laughs> it. All right, Matt, what do you got? Um, <laughs> like we were just talking about, this wide receiving core is stacked. So I'm predicting that all three of them – did I cut out? No, no you're good. Look funny. You look like you're really happy about this take. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Because all three receivers are going to finish top 30 this year. This offense is way too high-powered. With Mixon in the backfield, I mean, their play action is going to be insane. I don't see any reason why all of these receivers can't have great production this year with Joe Burrow under center. Yeah, I like it. They were very close last year. I think it could easily happen this year too. Yep. All right, Jeff, what do you got for us? All right, so uh, T-Gods is going to love me a little bit more after the fact when I give my <laughs> favorite target because just the love for – the running back core and on the Bengals is, is immense. But I think I have, as we talked about pre Ryan, P Ryan possibly on his way out or playing his way out. I think Chris Evans has a way 
in here. And I think Very he'll nice. have more receptions than Joe Mixon. Mm, juicy. Okay. Juicy. juicy. Than Joe Mixon in his RB group. So uh, I think he'll get his chance on third downs to spell him every once in a while. I think that's what they want to try to do. You saw the count of regards to like carries that he got per game. Evans is ready. And I, I really liked him coming into this situation. Uh, I really thought P. Ryan was really going to come in as the RB2. But yeah, Chris Evans, more receptions. I, I like it. I like but that a with lot. That, with that said, Joe Mixon is also my favorite target <laughs> on this team. So uh, again, no, we have to be talking about the reasons, the line, the offense. He's matured into this role, really, too. Like, you could tell in, like, his play style, like, early in his career, uh, especially with, like, his, uh, you know, the sentiment on him coming out of college. He wasn't quite ready for that responsibility of this role yet. Um, I think, some, like, similar to him, like, David Montgomery's doing that as well. Joe mm-hmm. Mixon's fully grown into his role, made it into his own, and he, he he's going to be dominant, top five dominant. Love it. Uh, so, yeah. All right, T-Gots, what do you got? All right, so call it a bold take, call it a favorite target, whatever you want. I think Jamar Chase finishes as the wide receiver two. I say two because I still think Cooper Cup just runs all receivers. Um, but yeah, Jamar Chase, I think he has a great opportunity to finish wide receiver two. Uh, last year, he had 81 receptions as a rookie. Like I could easily see that turning to 100. He had right like just over 1,400 yards. I mean, that that is like hard to beat. That's a lot of yards, but like it can go to 16. I can see that at 16. And his 13 touchdowns, I could see that turning to 16, maybe 18. Pushing everything like, up. The sky is the limit. The sky <laughs> is the limit with him. He was a Way rookie up. last year. Another year of experience, another year with the team. Like, yeah. like he's just – everything is just set for him to be top two. Yeah. Definitely top like two for sure. And uh, Joe Burrow's chemistry is still where it was in college. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'll wrap it up here for the Bengals. We already know I was going to have to say something about Joe Mixon again. Said he was going to be top five last year. Got dragged for it. I don't even know if it's bold anymore to say he's going to be top three. I'm drafting him as a top three running back this year. I'm all in on Mixon again. Yeah. It's my ride or die. The only time ever that saying drafting him over D-Hop worked for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it did. Worked really well last year, that's for sure. All right, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've never had to be cautious about talking about a team before. Now that we have a fan of another team on here and we're about to talk <laughs> about them. Yeah, we got to be a little bit nice. We got to make sure that we put some respect on the Steelers game this year. I'm going to gauge this based on my return visit. If I, yeah. If they, <laughs> okay. so. except, except you were making a lot of lovable comments towards the Cowboys. So now I'm starting to question which team you actually like. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to be objective out here with, you know, being <laughs> one of the greatest teams in NFL history, but you know, it's uh, here we go. <laughs> All um, right. Well, after after Big Ben's retirement, the Steelers are now left with a predicament at quarterback. They signed Mitch Trubisky, drafted Kenny Pickett as the only first round quarterback, and still have veteran Mason Rudolph on the roster who has some starting experience as well. Who will be the starter and will they have any fantasy value this season? Well, I'll, I'll take this first just because from everything that has been reported around here and Pittsburgh and pretty much that's kind of known how the Pittsburgh Steelers organization operates. They brought in Mitchell Trubisky for a reason, and that was for him to really sort of compete for the start, but to be the starter to help them groom their next quarterback. Now, I'm going to put this out here public, publicly because I've said it amongst groups. I would have drafted Malik Willis. Ooh, okay. So... But that's me. 
so I with that, I'm also okay with the fact that they got Kenny Pickett. I think it's again going, but they have that great model of having uh, former pit players coming into Heinz Field and and doing well, all like James Conner. Uh, and uh, they know, I think they know what they have there. Mason Rudolph, he had his, I think he had his time, and that, yeah. that's fine. But I would say honestly, a majority of the season, um, Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the quarterback here. Um, and from what I've read as well, uh, Kenny Pickett is still kind of running with the threes, um, just to kind of get, get used to everything and get acclimated to the game. So it's going to take some time for him. Um, I feel Mitch Trubisky, get ready. He's going to yep. be the long run QB here. Mitch season. Yep. And yeah. Miles Garrett kind of ended Mason Rudolph's time. <laughs> oh, we didn't have to bring that one up. Yeah, I think they're going to be right. They're just going to follow the money. That's what they brought Mitch in. They're going to start Mitch. But I, I also wouldn't be surprised if he's on a short leash and seven weeks in mm-hmm. they they test the waters with the uh, picket but the Steelers are known to be good and Tomlin's not really going to be messing around with quarterbacks so no I wouldn't no. be surprised if Mitch finishes yeah he'll stick to his guns for sure all right uh they also added George Pickens to round out their wide receiver core and replace the loss of James Washington is there any chance he pushes Claypool or Deontay for more targets, or do you think he's pretty much fantasy irrelevant for this first season? Claypool plays like last year. I'd, I'd say he's stealing some targets from him. Yeah, right. But I, I agree. Don't really, I don't see him really declining Deontay's production a lot. I mean, he's going to be the go-to on that offense. I honestly think the top two targets are going to be Fryermuth and Deontay. Right. I think Mitch is going to rely heavily on the tight end, but George Pickens, he'll have his moments, I'm sure, but I might take him as like a late round flyer at best. It's hard to trust a rookie, especially in that offense with a new franchise quarterback. Well, not franchise quarterback, but a new quarterback under center. It's just going to be tough. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I think I like Pickens. I like his talent, but I think it's going to be maybe a year or two away before he starts really carving out a role in this offense. I think you might see these one-off games where like when we saw Claypool burst onto the scene with four touchdowns, you might see like where Pickens is going to have a big game out of the blue, like a long touchdown catch or whatever. And everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, let's hop on the Pickens train. Um, But I don't think it's going to be as consistent as it was with Claypool. I think it's going to be a little bit more tapered off. Yeah, from what I understand, they won't ask much of him at this point, you know, other than him kind of sitting into and getting acclimated to the schemes and, and developing his game himself, more than likely becoming more of kind of like a Heinz role, Heinz Ward type of role where he's doing a lot more blocking as well. So uh, maybe, okay. yeah, I think James Watt, like like you said, Sean, that one game where he, that might throw like waiver claims into a, you know, a frenzy. <laughs> a frenzy yeah. yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, he won't take away. I don't think he'll take away from either of those players, really. None. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Um, Najee Harris was listed as gaining roughly 15 pounds since last season, even though that boy <laughs> denied these claims himself, saying he was already gaining weight during last season anyways. Uh, but is there any concern for drafting him as a top five running back this season, or is this just some noise? No, absolutely. No. And I know Matt's with me. He, he, I remember- too much volume. He's too yeah. good. It's just yeah, he's way too good. Especially yeah. in the receiving game, there was games where he was just catching like ten balls out of the back. He was the number one target. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Last year, yeah. I remember hearing he's he like was on like an interview saying that he looks forward to being tackled and looks forward to getting hit. So a big body, he's easily coming to yeah. truck some. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why. Man, yeah. cut out, Matt. But maybe that is why. That could know. be why. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I think it's off-season noise for sure. I like Najee Harris a lot this year. I'm drafting him with little to no doubt. Yeah, same. Same here. Um, I The only thing I'd say is that uh, there's maybe some length to Tomlin wanting to kind of manage his play a little bit more. Um, I think that's why you've seen some th- things in Dynasty like Mateo Durant and like Benny Snell, like names pop in there like for no mm-hmm. reason. But he's the he's going to be the offense. Um, in regards to targets, I think it's Fryermuth and him. Really, again, um, it's just, you know I think that's they're going to play that possession game similar to what Cleveland's going to have to do and try to win with their defense again. So, yeah. yeah. But I still am dropping him top five. I have no concerns. I think he's just too talented. The opportunity is too much. He he holds that opportunity too much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's do some cap or no cap for the Steelers. Yes. First one here, Deontay Johnson proved he was a wide receiver one last year by finishing as wide receiver eight and should be drafted as a top 12 wide receiver this season. Cap no or no cap. cap? No cap. He did it with Big Ben. He could do it with Mitch. Or or uh, Kenny. Or Kenny. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> He's I don't right on know. the cusp for me for the wide receiver one tier. Oh. In terms of my rankings, anyways, I don't want to lie and be like, yeah, he's top 12, he's top 12, but like. My rankings, I have him at 14. He's right there. Like, I easily think he could be top the same right where he finished last year. I think he's still going to be a volume hog in this offense. Um, I think maybe there's just some a little bit more upside on some other guys rather than Deontay Johnson, who's not really pushing the ball down the field as much as somebody maybe like Michael Pittman, who we mentioned earlier, who I also have ahead of him there too. So Please, yeah. if you say, I can't believe you, Sean. What? can't believe <laughs> <laughs> Pittman for Deontay Johnson. I oh, Pittman at 12. I'm all in on Pittman. This if that's not yeah. biased, I don't know what is. Right. I'm all in. That's tougher for me, actually. That's a little bit tougher. That now that I have to think about that. I might take Deontay in that in that choice. Yeah. Even I love I love Pittman so much. But yeah, like I said, target hog. He's gonna be able to hog hog them all. So uh, I think I have him at 10. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's a safe spot for him also. I may be a little bit sleep. may have to take a, a second look here, but I do like Deontay Johnson a lot this year. So, yeah. All right. Next one. Chase Claypool was correct in saying he is a top three wide receiver in the league and should be considered the top wide receiver on the Steelers this year. Cap or no cap? This question's awful. This is the biggest <laughs> cap there has ever been on this show. Do we really have to talk about it? <laughs> I had to yes. bring it up. Yes. I, bring it I up. love it. I love it. I love the swagginess of it. He... I, I I hope he does it. I hope he like really like goes in there and just like just like balls like crazy for no reason, you know. I have but, but, I have my dynasty team. <laughs> he would have to have that game that he had two years ago against the Eagles when he had four yeah. touchdowns every game. <laughs> well, if yeah. he did that every game, that would be absolutely insane. <laughs> but, but yeah, love. Yeah. I love the the confidence, but absolute cap. He is. I have a bold take that might help with that though. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm ready to hear it. Uh, all right. Last cap or no cap before we can get to some of those bold takes. Pat Frymuth has top eight potential this season among tight ends after finishing as tight end 13 last season. No cap. I would say no cap also. I don't have him ranked top eight per se, but I do think you could easily That's beat out some of these guys around that same tier in the lower half of the tight end ones. There. Yeah. Also to go back to the last point, sorry. If go Juju ahead. said that he was a top three receiver in the league, I'd break everything in this apartment right now. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Fryermuth, deadly top eight potential. He came on, he wasn't too consistent last year, but uh, he was a red zone 
beast. He was like guaranteed a touchdown when they got inside the 10. Um, and like outside the top five tight ends, it's, it's like a big, fuck, it's a t- big mess. So <laughs> big clusterfuck. <laughs> uh, throw, roll the dice, and he'd be he, him, him and Mike Kosecki, I think, are going to be fighting for the top for fight inside the top 10. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, bold, no mm-hmm. bold takes. What do we got for the Steelers? Matt, we'll let you start off this time. All right. I like it. Lead off batter. Here we go. So, like Sean said for the Bengals, he thinks Mixon's going to finish top three. I believe that Najee Harris is going to finish top three. All right. I think he's still going to be almost just as involved as he was last year in this offense. He's only going to get better the more he plays. Uh, Mitch isn't going to be slinging the ball downfield, so I see him getting a lot of, like, dump-offs, so – if you're in a PPR league, that's really what you look for in a running back. Um, his volume is going to be absolutely insane, and you combine that with his talent, there's no reason why he couldn't finish within that top three running back. I like that one a lot. I think that's, I think that's definitely possible for sure. Just got to tell Mitch to chill. Don't run. Don't run too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll, right. he'll definitely use those legs, though. So you guys, what do you got for us? I'm sorry, Jeff. Like you're gonna, I know you're gonna hate this. You're gonna shoot it down. You're gonna, you're gonna come back at me. Um, but it's okay. I think, I think that Chase Claypool finishes outside of the top forty. Uh, last year, <laughs> last year he he finished wide receiver thirty-seven. Last year he had one hundred and five <laughs> targets and only caught fifty-nine of them. Like I understand, Big Ben isn't the greatest, but I do think that Big Ben is better than any of these quarterbacks he's going to have this year. Mm. I I will say that. So I don't see I don't see like how he could upgrade except for the Juju thing. I do get it, like more opportunities, but I think that like Fryermuth benefits more off that than Claypool would. Um, ten out of his fifteen games last year, he had four or fewer receptions. Like oh, he only had two touchdowns. Like, I think he's more of a, a fill-in flex than, like, going out and, like, really having faith and getting him as, like, your steady flex or, like, a low-end wide receiver, too. Like, I I think he's more of a fill-in guy this year. I'm sorry. But <laughs> none of the numbers are adding up to make me attracted to him. I hate it here. <laughs> I understand. I understand. No. Uh, I understand that, actually. I completely hear that. He's non-existent as, a, as an option. I mean, he... So it's not oblivious to say, you know, to me to think that he's just going to fall further out because you have a lesser quarterback. And uh, in regards to the position, yeah, I think that's what it is. I just kind of, this offense is going to have to change a little bit. Uh, and it's going to have, there's going to have to be some passing. There's going to have to be some running from Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, really. So they're going to have to change things up a little bit to try to accommodate and get play pull the ball and where he can actually get it in the end zone. But uh, considering I can see where there's going to be just fluctuation with quarterback play. Yeah. It's not too outrageous T gods, I guess. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Jeff, what do you got for us for your bold take? I don't know. I'm still trying to swallow this tough pill. (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, so this is what, and I have no basis for this really other than, you know, um, Mr. Trubisky wasn't utilized well enough on the Chicago Bears, and we know why. Um, in 2018, he had his greatest season with 24 touchdowns, 
You had 17 and 16 and following seasons after that until he went to Buffalo. All right. This leads me to, as I mentioned, the offense has to change a little bit, be a little bit more balanced. Najee has to take a little bit off of his volume. Mitchell Trubisky will, th- will have 30 total touchdowns. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. 25, 25 passing, five running. All right. I like Definitely. that. So, so many, if, many, if I have to go bold for this team and to be bold for this team to actually do something in this division to win and keep up with the Bengals and the Ravens, they're going to have to score. And I've been, I went to too many, went to uh, solid too many games last year, but that was their biggest issue is that they just couldn't put it up enough points to do that. If they want to win, if Tomlin wants to be successful this season, they got to score in that capacity. And Mitchell Trubisky has to be what he was, you know, four years ago. I don't know. Yeah. So, four years ago, I think. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm just that's what I'm, my hopes are on as a fan. But if it has to be bold, yeah, I mean that's gonna be that's outrageous. That is bold. So I, had to, I had to I had to throw that out there. Spicy, um, I like it though. Plus, if we want, if he wants to be a top three receiver, Clay Chase Claypool. If we really wanted Najee and Pat Fryermuth to be those targets at top three, the top three finish for a tight end or top eight, I mean, uh, and top three for a running back. Yeah, he, there's gonna have to be some balance with Mitchell Trubisky slinging it a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. For sure. Hugh. Uh, we kind of got into it. Just a favorite target. I'm targeting Pat Fryermuth, a guy who's being drafted as tight end 11, which I think is a beautiful spot for him. For someone who I think is going to finish top 10, more specifically, finish over Dalton Schultz. Oh my no, God. no. Stop. Stop. I love that. <laughs> no. uh, he has a rookie quarterback, whether it's him or, or Mitch, tight end's his best friend. And Pat Fryermuth is going to be a red zone beast. Um, I think there's a lot more opportunity for him then once again, Dalton Schultz specifically. So uh Pi Fire Muth, great value right now and definitely top eight, top ten potential finish. Okay. All right. Q is on the anti Dalton Schultz train here. I respect it, I guess. Let me get a ticket on there too. <laughs> anti, not anti, not anti. I'd rather have Dallas Goddard or Gasicki or Fryermuth, really. Okay. Right. I'm I'm a big <laughs> Dalton Schultz guy. I'm a believer this year. So um, all right, I'll wrap it up here for the Steelers. Uh, I do hear where Jeff's coming from with Mitch Trubisky, but as someone that was a Mitch Trubisky believer for a couple years in Chicago, thinking that maybe it was actually going to come through, I thought he was going to be pretty good. I'm going to say Kenny Pickett takes over that number one quarterback spot. I don't know if he earns it by the start of the season, but I do think he does take it over at some point this season. And when he does, from whenever that point is, whether it's week two or week 10, he will be a top 15 quarterback on a points per game basis in fantasy. Oh. Need that juicy into my veins. I love that, Sean. I I love me some Kenny Pickett. I loved him in college watching him at Pitt. I know me and Q were actually watching one of the championship game at his fake slide. The the fake slide was (laughs) elite and pretty much invented a move. Uh, But in general, I do think Kenny Pickett is going to be very solid. I think he's probably just going through some rookie jitters throughout the offseason. Um, but if I know anything, it's not to believe in the offseason reports. We heard a lot of offseason reports last year about Jamar Chase that tanked his draft stock. So, yes, we did. I like Kenny Pickett this year. I'm believing in the talent that I his saw. His baby hands the... can't hold the Whopper Jr. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be good. I think he will be just fine. All right. That's a wrap for the Steelers and the Bengals. Q, trivia time. Got anything for us? And uh, if anyone has any questions, uh, to drop while we're doing some trivia, feel free to drop them in the chat and we will answer them if you have any. If not, we'll wrap it up with some trivia here. Q, start us off. What do you got? 
Uh, Jeff, are you ready? You got a piece of paper and the pencil or some sort of? I have paper right here somewhere. These questions are all ASU North related. This first question is trying to pick Jeff's brain. See how well he knows the Steelers. But everyone knows, everyone has heard, you'll you'll see. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Q's questions, I'm ready. (laughs) Uh, Timer. Okay. If everyone ready, I will begin. Uh, Okay, so the Steelers have not had a top top 10 tight end since 2012. Who was that top 10 tight end in 2012? He was fantasy relevant. I don't know if he was fantasy relevant after that year, but um, yeah, 2012 was the last time the Steelers had a top 10 tight end until Pat Fryermuth this year. Um, I know it. I think I do. I'm pretty sure I do. I don't know if I know it. But I do disappoint myself quite often. I feel Uh, like you're overthinking it. Egods, you've been uh, pretty hot lately with the trivia. Last last pod, I think you did pretty well. Thank you, thank you. I'm just going to write it. Write it. Write it out. Write what your heart tells you, Sean. (laughs) Write Antoine Randall. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all got answers? Yeah. 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 It, It was. Heath Miller. Uh-huh. I wrote it. Got that one. Not Eric Ebron. Really? Not <laughs> Eric Ebron. Yeah, I was. Uh, I wasn't sure if a Heath Miller was like a little bit earlier than 2012, but I was like, that's the first name that comes to my head when I think of a Steelers tight end. So, all right, one second. One. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so last year. There were 15 wide receivers slash tight ends who uh, averaged at least 25 yards per touchdown. Six of them were in the AFC North. Can you name the six? Uh, I don't know if we're doing points today because Jeff's here, but we can still do the points point per point per name. There are six players in the AFC North uh, who averaged at least 25 yards every time they scored a touchdown. Wow. I'll give you a, a good three wow. minutes. 25 yards per touchdown. So, like, only when they score touchdowns, I guess, right? When they score a touchdown, they, it was averaging on average of 25 yards. Yeah. Wow. So, that is insane. Six that's players weird. in this. That's division. weird. That's such a weird shot. I never even like thought to think of that stat. It's like every position uh, running back or not running backs, wide receivers and tight ends. Okay. Sorry. That's, oh, that's, that's the, um, the group to choose from. Okay. And uh, I can give you a hint. One of these players are no longer in the division. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Okay. I think I got it. I think I'm okay with this. <laughs> I have, I'm still working here. You got a minute 55. All right. Only one of them's not in the division anymore. Correct. Actually, sorry, two. Two are not in the division. Okay. Oh, wow. And that's, that's uh, like recent news, I guess. Well, recent news as in this offseason. Okay. Got it. For both? Yes. Because the, the stats from last year. Um, 
do, 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 do. Let's see if the chat's responding. All right, I got my six. <laughs> Good job, Schultz. Who the fuck's Kobe Clark? <laughs> Trap said that. <laughs> All right. I have my six. I'm not 100% confident, but I'm feeling pretty good. You guys, Matt, Jeff, you all have answers? Um, Are you guys still thinking? I have five, and I'm fine with it. Go ahead. Matt, you done? Yep. All right, so I'll go in order of the most to the to least. Number one, well, not number one on the list, but the first one, Jamar Chase. Yep. Uh, second was Hollywood Brown. Got it. Mm-hmm. Third was Tyler Boyd. Oh, oh, 25 yards for touchdown for Tyler. Dang. Well, these next two are even nastier. CJ Uzama and oh. David and David Njoku. Bar got that one. I got one. I got the first two. <laughs> yeah. That was oh crazy. So David and Joku, Hollywood and Jamar were all in there, right? Yes. I got, I got two. <laughs> the other three I oh. said were Claypool, Juju, and T. Higgins. Yeah, I had Juju in there too. Jamal Agnew, Jamal Agnew led that <laughs> list with 71.5 yards per touchdown. <laughs> four tu- he has four touchdowns. <laughs> Jamal yeah, Agnew, was... T-Gods liked him for a little bit. He, he was did. good. He was good. He was good. Wow. All right. There is one more question, and it's not a typical one. It's a two truths and a lie based off the AFC North. Uh, here we go. Love it. All right. All right. So the two truths and a lie. Just the three statements out there. Uh, first one. Big Ben has never finished higher than a t- than top five more than once in his career. Uh, Joe Burrow last year had more rushing touchdowns than Kyle Pitts had receiving touchdowns. And the AFC West has had a defense finish top 10 since 2012. So I can repeat them if you need to, but those are the three. Yeah, if you could repeat those real quick, Q. Sure. So uh, Ben Roethlisberger has never finished higher than top five more than once in his career. Joe Burrow had more rushing touchdowns than Kyle Pitts had receiving touchdowns last year. And the AFC – oh, sorry, I said AFC West. AFC North has had a defense finish top 10 since 2012. Could be farther back, but that's as far back as fantasy pros allowed me to go. <laughs> so that one has to be true. It has to be I'm the right true on one. that one, true, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, All right, number three. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I break the game and um, <laughs> man, this Burrow thing. Yeah, that's fucking. That's my interesting. Head. I have my answer. I'm sticking with number three. Q likes to spoil. Wait, number three. Yeah, what do you mean? Well, two truths and a lie. Which one's the lie? We're going for the lie. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Two of them are true. So we know the last zoned, one's I'll... true. So we made it fifty-fifty. I was trying to look. <laughs> Apparently, Trav donated, but. I couldn't lock in. I think he he subbed. I think he resubbed. Could be both. Could be both. Either way, appreciate your trap. He said, put that $5 on black. (laughs) (laughs) I got my lie. I got it. Got mine. All good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, cool. All right. So should I just give you the lie? Should I give you the two truths first? Give us one truth first. Yeah. Okay. Joe Burrow had more rushing touchdowns than Kyle Pitts. God dang it. I received a touchdown. <laughs> no, sure. The lie was that Big Ben has had more than two seasons as a top five quarterback 
like two finishing like top three. Actually, 2018, he was number three. Yeah, what? he was elite a few years ago. Yeah, he yeah. threw like uh, 50 or something touchdowns. He threw like a crazy <laughs> amount of touchdowns. That AB. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I had the big Ben one as the lie as well. Yeah. Me too. Me too. That is all from me. All right. Love it. Um, that was great. Got some, I think we had maybe one or two questions in here. Schultz I, said. I had two ahead, on Instagram too. as well after this. All right. All right. Well, I'll just do the one from Schultz real quick. He said, what is the first Super Bowl you guys remember? And don't say Eagles 2004 because obviously <laughs> with our Eagles bias, that's the first one I that remember. That really <laughs> is the first one I remember. I was a child. Well, yeah, but there's also like the Super Bowl that, parties that year. Like The one that I remember was Broncos Seahawks and we watched it at Alyssa's house. <laughs> It's like, it's that like was like way after ago. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm talking about like after that. I don't, or when was Steelers, Steelers? Cardinals was yeah. definitely one I remember for sure. Mm-hmm. When was the Steelers one where uh, James Harrison had that? Long yeah, that was end. that one. That was Steelers Cardinals. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, that's one of my most memorable ones, like as, as a fan for sure. I think as growing up, Super Bowl 30 against the Cowboys. And we got demolished, and Neil O'Donnell <laughs> was just throwing interceptions like they were beads at Mardi Gras, like for everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember just sitting in a corner at my aunt's house. She had a huge Super Bowl party, and just sat there and ate nachos and angrily stared at the TV. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that. That one sticks out. It was the first Super Bowl that like sticks out my mind. While eating nachos, I, it's how how I know <laughs> Neil O'Donnell did it to me. But yeah, yeah. that's good a question. One. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I think that's. I think the first one that like I vividly like remember like actively watching would be that Steelers like Cardinals one. Yeah, I can't even think of anything right before that, like off the top of my head, aside from the Eagles one, obviously, which meant a lot. That was a shame. We were seven old though. Yeah, it didn't mean that much at all, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> kind of meant nothing. I, was, I didn't really hear about it. You guys winning that much. I mean, was there some sort of play that was memorable during this thing? I don't know. I just remember McNabb throwing to the worms and my family oh all my being God, mad. <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, Sid, didn't McNabb throw up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was memorable. Yeah, she said the Saints leg. Colts, and I think I do remember that one also. Yeah, oh, that was a good one. That Katrina was Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, Q, what other questions did you have? Because I'm not seeing much else. Uh, out here. Just two minutes here from Young Chilo. I mean, will Pickett be this QB one for the Steelers? That pretty. Uh, we kind of answered that. Probably not week one, but I think there's a chance down the he line. takes over down the line for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other question: <laughs> Does Jesse Bates play this year for the Bengals, or do you think he gets traded? I Jesse Bates is supposed to go to the Eagles. I don't know what happened to that. Yeah, yeah I thought know. he did move on for somewhere for some reason, but maybe not. I guess not. So not too huh. sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess at this point, I think he would probably be staying yeah. as far into the offseason. I don't know if they're really trying to push him out the door. I think they'd rather yeah. retain him. Like if you um, search Jesse Bates on Twitter, the first, I mean, on uh, Google, the next suggestion is Eagles. So, yeah. Has interesting. Definitely interesting. That's yeah. all I got. We shall oh. see for Jesse Bates. I think that's a wrap. <laughs> for the questions so that's a wrap for the show uh that is the afc north as a whole already jeff thank you again thank for you. hopping on with us today Truly a pleasure you want to let everyone know where they can find you go ahead and do so sure uh twitter geek underscore mill uh you can find the fantasy futures podcast wherever you listen to podcasts but specifically spotify apple 
Anchor is where we're housed right now. We're also on YouTube and Twitch. If you want to join the Futurist Foundation, the Discord is on our Twitter profiles. Uh, you can find mine or the podcast. It's open invite. Come on in. Sean's in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely Talking join up love. in there. He yeah, has a lot of Jesse, good Jesse Bates watch going on right now. I mean, <laughs> it's it's live in there. So yeah, uh, just excited to be on with you guys. You guys are amazing. Thank and, you, thank you. Uh, so are you. Like, the future of this community for sure. Like I see that for you guys, and I'm really excited to be a part of your journey. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be connecting here more. So maybe in some leagues. I know oh, yeah. E gods. Uh huh. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> need to get a league going. We work. We yeah. are considering starting one for the podcast itself. So perfect may get one going this year add to uh your 66th league i guess it would be <laughs> gotta end it at 69 yeah yes you'll be my guest that'll be perfect that might be the cap for this year i will after 68 i will accept no more <laughs> <laughs> sounds good uh we will be back next week with the nfc north on monday and thursday so stay tuned for that we will definitely have jeff on again soon uh and hopefully uh we may make a stop again on the fantasy futures podcast as well Drilling. Uh, But if you're still here on Twitch, make sure to throw us a follow, turn on notifications so you don't miss us when we're live. Throw us a sub on YouTube as well. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, same thing for us. And of course, social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you just look up Super Fantasy Bros. We typically pop up. So you should be able to find us. We will see you guys on Monday. Thanks again, Jeff. Yes, sir. Peace. Jeff.